Well, if anybody doubted that I'm doing the good stuff, like I'm I'm a good guy, if anybody doubted, Santa just proved it. Although they, they said that I was being very naughty. But we did find out that Santa is what we call a P1. They listen all the time. So I, I, the engineer came in, uh, what, two two breaks ago? And was like, are you waiting for Santa? I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm not waiting. What are you talking about? I was like, I'm just going to get coal. And we have a Santa roaming the building now. And they knocked on they knocked on the window. They go, Casey's been very bad or very naughty, right? And then uh, it turns out that they listen to the show all the time. So <laughs> that's pretty cool. All right. So another thing that I do on the anniversary of Pearl Harbor is I play FDR's um, Day of Infamy speech. So this is FDR after he's introduced. And he has, uh, you know, addressed and thanked uh, various members of Congress, and he goes right into his speech. Yesterday, December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy, the United States of America was suddenly and deliberately attacked by naval and air forces of the Empire of Japan. The United States was at peace with that nation and at the solicitation of Japan was still in conversation with its government and its emperor looking toward the maintenance of peace in the Pacific. The attack yesterday on the Hawaiian Islands has caused severe damage to American naval and military forces. I regret to tell you that very many American lives have been lost. In addition, American ships have been reported torpedoed on the high seas between San Francisco and Honolulu. As Commander-in-Chief of the Army and Navy, I have directed that all measures be taken for our defense, but always will our whole nation remember the character of the onslaught against us. No matter how long it may take us, to overcome this premeditated invasion, the American people in their righteous might will win through to absolute victory. And his speech goes on for some time after that, including uh, asking Congress for a formal declaration of war. I know that most of you are familiar with the the intricacies of what ended up ap- actually happening in, in the the short term after that. Um, but, you know, this is, it, it's important. I, I know that, you know, we're dealing with um, a lot of younger people out there and maybe they've heard of Pearl Harbor, but it's always, there's always a man on the street segment. I haven't seen the one this year, but there's always a man on the street segment that, that somebody does where they go out there and they ask people about it. People have no idea really what happened. They don't know the participants. They don't know the, the details of the attack and, it's significant historically and everything else. So it is 
it's important to continue to teach those lessons. You know, for all the cliches about repeating history and everything else that are out there, it is extremely important to repeat those lessons. And how many times have we found ourselves sitting here? I know it kind of came up in the, the first part of the show today. How many times have we found ourselves sitting here and going, hey, here we go. We're repeating the same old mistakes again. We're not learning from history. What's going on? And we consistently find ourselves just doing the same things over and over and over again, expecting that different result. And it's just one of those things that can't happen. So it's important to learn about this. And, and you know, there's lots of lessons about Pearl Harbor. The most glaringly obvious is to be, you know, ever prepared and, and not be lulled to sleep, uh, especially uh, when you're dealing with a geopolitical rival. Now, at the time, it was Japan. Now it's, you know, Russia and uh, you've got uh, Iran out there and, and various other countries as well. There's still a very serious issue with Turkey, if you ask me. Uh, so you've got to got to pay very close attention to some of this stuff. China, obviously, in Taiwan, I, you know, list goes on. But it's important to remember this stuff. And I, I play you the, the things from back then rather than play you the speeches of politicians and, and things like that now because back then it was the real reaction. You didn't have... You know, all of this time to it to go over the the details, to get used to it. You know, it was fresh in their memory. You kind of got, it, for one, I love hearing the cadence of how they spoke back then, that transatlantic accent uh, that you hear a lot on the radio and television broadcasts and things of that nature, I think is is still a very, very interesting part of our history. But the way that they handled themselves after adversity versus how we handle ourselves now, I think is a stark reminder of how our behavior has changed and, and oftentimes for the worse. When you listen to, and it sounds, I get it, it sounds maybe a little bit cold for, you know, the president of the United States to stand up and I regret to inform you that we lost many lives. And you probably want a little bit more passion per se, but that's, you kind of want that calm, clear demeanor from a leader in a time of crisis. And it's there's nothing wrong with throwing a little anger in there, and certainly FDR did throw some righteous anger in there. You know who's a master of this? George W. Bush. Nobody wants to give him credit. You go back and you listen to, in, in some years when we do 9-11 coverage, I will play George W. Bush's speeches. Go back and listen to his speeches, particularly the one the night of the, of the attack. Go back and listen to some of the best speeches some of the best speeches that you will ever hear. I mean, absolutely, absolutely phenomenal. But he doesn't get any credit for it. All right. Ron Rumble. Rumble got a big announcement. Very big announcement. Uh, Trump's new social media company has got a distribution agreement with Rumble. Rumble's now going public. And I think that that is a good move. I get that there are some people concerned with that, but it's a good move for Rumble. If they're going to compete with YouTube, this is some of the stuff that they have to do. But now Trump's new social social network, which has gotten $1 billion, a billion dollars. Is it Truth Social, I believe it is? A billion dollars. And now they've got a distribution agreement with Rumble. So Rumble has acquired locals. You got the new Trump social network, which is coming out, and and I've already signed up for access to that, and and that one's going to be going to be huge. 
Um, but it's going to be very, very interesting to see how this goes down. But things are happening with that parallel economy on social media. You know, the war for information is in full swing, and there's been a lot of progress. So something very interesting happened yesterday. For those of you who listen to this radio show on a regular basis and follow me closely online, you probably know. But for a lot of you who sporadically listen and maybe only followed me on Facebook, you probably were in the complete dark. And I, I didn't realize that, but there's a bunch of people that were in the dark. So you know what I did yesterday? I still post to Facebook. Facebook is not derelict, but my primary posts are Telegram. So I do my video stuff on Rumble, and I do my normal social media stuff on Telegram, and I do my memes and funny stuff on Instagram, and then Instagram feeds my Facebook page. So there's still content going to the Facebook page. It's just that you are going to miss 95% of the content that I put out there on social media if you are only following me on Facebook and you're not following me on Telegram. So if you follow me on Telegram and you follow me on Rumble, you're going to get almost every single thing that I post online on social media. You won't miss virtually anything. So now I log in yesterday after I was posting something that I knew was going to feed over to Facebook. And wouldn't you know it, thousands of people are, are getting, uh, getting my content. Hundreds of reactions, dozens of comments. I haven't had that in months, Josh. Months. It went from thousands of interactions per post, anywhere between like 70 and 200 comments per post, and it went down to 20, 20 people seeing the post. And then last night I log in. Do you know what my, you know what, uh, what my increase in views on Facebook was last night by the time I went to bed? It was up 16,000 times the previous day. I looked at it and I was like, is the, sh- I posted, is the shadow ban gone? <laughs> it's like, cause as you can tell like Facebook, when they turn it on, everything just, it's just, it's like a faucet. It just goes away. And then when they turn it back on again, it's like all of a sudden everybody can see it. And so I'm like, well, I guess, I guess the shadow ban is gone, but you know what? I, this is where, again, I have to remind myself that you're not always with me all the time. I had so many people posting going, oh, my God, where have you been? I haven't seen any of your posts in forever. They had no idea that Facebook wasn't showing anybody my posts. They didn't hear those parts of the show. They, they, didn't, uh, they didn't actively go to the Facebook page to, to seek out the content, which is what you'd had to do to see any of my content over the past couple of months. So I'm telling you, if you're one of those people... This will happen again. I have some early indications that they might have throttled it back again today, but this is one of those occasions where now you know, do yourself a favor, please follow me on Telegram, at Casey the Host. So just download the Telegram mobile app, sign up, search for Casey the Host, you'll find me, just join the channel. And you will be able to get all of that content. So that because Facebook is by far and away my biggest social media platform, but it is not my primary platform anymore. And it's because of what happened over the past couple of months. That's why I'm not using it as my primary platform. And all of those people who missed out on all of the stuff that I had been 
been posting and talking about and discussing. They missed all of it because they didn't follow me on the other social media platforms. Do yourself a favor. I'm not telling you to get off of Facebook, but do yourself a favor. You, you need to scale Facebook back to be about family and friends. Facebook is not a place that you go for other stuff anymore. It just isn't. You know, I get it. Some of you have groups and things like that that you're part of. I, you know, include those in family and friends. But as far as just you know, surfing around and, and hanging out, Facebook's not the place to be anymore. Go to another platform. I happen to be on Telegram. Uh, that's the best alternative that I have found, but there are plenty of others out there as well. So please follow me on Telegram and Rumble at Casey the Host. We've got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. A good question just posted on the Discord server, which is another place that you should be following me. Join Discord. If you're on Rumble, you'll see the Discord invite links in both the live chat and the comment section. Susie asks, won't Rumble going public lose to the big tech buying them and changing uh, changing their, their terms and everything else? Um, not necessarily, no. It, it depends on, again, on who controls Rumble. There are, there are benefits and there are pitfalls to staying private. There are benefits and there are pitfalls to going public. Nothing is perfect. But if you're going to compete with YouTube, you've got to be public. There's just, you know, you can remain niche if you really want. That is crystal clear what Rumble's goal is, is to not remain niche. They want to be a mainstream platform. Um, and with mainstream platforms comes the problem of investors and making sure that, you know, you start to, to um, you know, do things that the investors want you to do. But it can be managed. That's the thing. So if you, if you manage who has control, you're good. There's a lot of places that didn't manage that very well. There's a lot of places that started censoring content because the payment processor that they were using to make money said, we don't like that content. Take it down off your platform or else you can't process payments. That's not a problem anymore. We've got businesses now like AlignPay. And AlignPay, which is uh, Bongino's payment processing company, AlignPay is out there like, we'll process those payments for you. When you build a parallel economy, all of the pitfalls that you had with the old economy are now negated. So right now, Rumble is controlled by a very pro-Trump free speech individual. And all of the folks around that financial backing are conservative free speech people. But Rumble is a friendly platform to anybody. If you don't post anything illegal, Rumble is okay. Now there used to be a point in time where where YouTube was the same was the same deal. That's true. Absolutely. Can companies change? Sure they can. They can also change in private ownership. Uh, let's go back in time to when I was broadcasting on D Live. So D Live, private company, gets bought out by BitTorrent. And when BitTorrent bought out private company. So I think that BitTorrent is still a private company. So private company buys another private company. What happened? The entire platform changed and my live stream got nuked. 
<laughs> so it's it's really it's there are pitfalls to both. But what being public does is it allows for a whole bunch of additional protections that private platforms don't have. It also allows for a lot more revenue, and that revenue breeds investments into the platform, continues to grow those extra features, um, and you, you start to run in. I'm trying to keep it simple. You, you start to run into you know real growth at that point. It, not that Rumble hasn't had real growth; they have. They've been they've been fantastic. They just rolled out this live streaming feature not that long ago. We were one of the first shows to live stream on on Rumble. And it cost me a lot of money a month to do it. And it's going to get to a point where it's not going to cost money to do it. And the moment that Rumble gets their their ability to pay their content creators better than YouTube does, Rumble starts taking off. Content creators go where there's money. Nobody is happy with YouTube. Video gamers aren't happy with YouTube. Um, I, I Content creators who do all sorts of stuff that are 100% family-friendly, they're not happy with YouTube because YouTube just randomly censors crap that makes it makes no sense. But the reason that YouTube is there is the sheer volume of content that is there, so people just go to YouTube. YouTube is the default. You know, that's where my kids watch most of their, their streaming shows and things like that. But that content does exist on Rumble. You just got to get more people to simultaneously post onto YouTube and Rumble um, and maybe even other platforms as well, like Odyssey. And you start you start building those audiences up. You're copying your content. So if YouTube ever does censor you, it's your content is still in one or two other places, and you're good to go. Um, so is it possible that you know the company could be messed with when it goes public? Sure, it's it's actually harder for that to happen. But there is a possibility of some external force on some stuff. But when you build a parallel economy you remove some of the some of the incentives that would force those changes. So Rumble's in a really good position. Devin Nunes leaving Congress, he's going to become the CEO of Trump's Trump social media. I it's this looks really good for the future. It really does. But it's going to require you to get comfortable with leaving YouTube and leaving Facebook behind as your primary sources every single day. We got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michigan's news channel. MNC News Time is 4.32. Time to check out Impress Jewelry Creations, creating meaningful jewelry for the moments that will last a lifetime. I knew the comments would go nuts over that. <laughs> uh, I, my, my hormone injections came. Uh, so now I've, I've started the injections last night. And there's basically three spots on your body you can do the injections. And... <laughs> And as a result of, of what I said during the commercial break, uh, the comments are pretty funny. So here's the deal. Go to rumble.com slash Casey, the host. Make sure you subscribe to my channel. Hang out with us because then you get all the, the juicy details of the various things that I have to put inside my body on a regular basis. All right. Uh, the National School Board Association. This is the, the place that called you parents domestic terrorists. Right now, I believe we're at a point where the majority of school boards have now distanced themselves. Yep, majority of school board associations have now distanced themselves from the NSBA. That's 
That's huge. And and for the record, congratulations on the school boards for taking a stand on this. I know that we've covered some of them, but not all of them. There are 49 state chapters that paid dues to the NSBA before the September 29th letter came out, which, of course, accused, without evidence, parents of being domestic terrorists. So 49 states paid dues to the NSBA. Uh, what else do we have here? See, 27 state school board associations have now distanced themselves from the NSBA. 17 state associations have taken further action, according to data compiled by Parents Defending Education. So you had 49, and then you lost 27 of them. I mean, that's that's a big deal. So you got a majority of them now. Is Indiana on? Indiana is on there. Yeah, yeah, Indiana's on there. So that's good. That's good stuff. Uh, Michigan, see if Michigan's on there. Nope, no, Michigan's not on there because, you know, Michigan's crazy. Um, but now let's take a look at what this means, okay? This means the risk of, quote, losing millions of dollars in revenue over state affiliates severing ties. The National School Board Association risks losing millions in revenue, according to an internal communications and financial records, after 17 state affiliates severed ties over its letter likening parents' uh, protest to domestic terrorism. Youch. So the 17 state associations that have cut ties with the NSBA collectively paid $1.1 million in annual dues. Now, remember, that's the 17 that have said, that's it, we're completely and totally done with you. But 27 state board of educations have distanced themselves from the NSPA. Then 17 actually said, we're done with you, we're gone. So it is, you know, you're dealing with 27 that have now said, nope, not okay. And then you've got 17 that have gone further and said, we're completely done. So there's two different numbers there. Uh, but the 17 that have completely severed ties, that's about $1.1 million a year that the NSBA will no longer get, which, for the record, I don't even know what the NSBA does or why it would need that money, but um, it's good to know that they're losing millions of dollars. So, once again, you are winning this fight. You are the majority on this. Uh, Americans of all stripes, all races, all genders, all religions are are united on this thing. That, you know, preying upon your kids is not okay. And they will do everything they can to make you seem like you're a minority, that you are not in the majority, um, that uh, especially if you happen to be a white person, they will they will try and make it seem like, well, it's you only feel this way because you're white. And that's not true. You look all around the country, people of all stripes, all political backgrounds, this is not just a Republican thing. They all oppose critical race theory in schools. Most people are getting to the point where they are opposing mask mandates in schools. Um, there's a good chunk of them that are, are making sure that they are taking the fight about vaccine mandates in there. A uh, report earlier today that California schools are now vaccinating students without parental notification in the People's Republic of California. You know, imagine that. Imagine your kid coming home and going, oh, yeah, I got a shot at school today. Huh? You know, this this right here is a good example. If nothing else, it serves to tell you that, hey, look, all around the country, 
You're in the majority on this. You're not in the minority. You are not alone. So keep in the fight. Don't let them discourage you by lying to you and painting you as, as not being in the majority on this issue. Most of America doesn't want their children to be taught this stuff. And we're talking about everybody. Race, gender, creed, socioeconomic status, religion, political affiliation. People don't want this trash taught to children. They know how harmful it is. They know how dishonest it is. And they don't want it. There is a tiny, eensy-weensy little cabal of woke Olympic contestants who are pushing this nonsense. They're the ones that are in the minority. They're peacocking, trying to make it seem like you're in the minority, but they are in the minority, which is why they're so very scared of all of you, which is why they demonize you in letters like the NSBA sent after colluding with the White House on it, which is why they prevent you from speaking at school board meetings, which is why they approach you during the school board meetings and they insult you to your face and they say things about you and they cover up um, it, you know, information that is being exposed about other people who might be running for school board or on the school board and pretending that that accurate information is, is not real because they're dishonest people who lie. And they're doing everything they can to paint you as the oddball when, in fact, they are the weirdos. You're not alone. Let this be at least a little bit of a relief for that if you ever had any doubt. We've got more coming up. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. All right, let's uh, let's do this. Chris Cuomo quit his Sirius XM show also. He's fired from CNN, quits the Sirius XM show, and now he is apparently going to file a lawsuit against CNN. He's hired an attorney or attorneys and is getting ready to file a lawsuit against CNN unless the news network upholds the rest of his four-year contract following their decision to terminate the host. CNN is bracing for a legal battle with fired host Chris Cuomo over his contract, according to sources on Monday. After a bitter back and forth about what the network knew of his secret efforts to aid his embattled brother, then Gen uh, Governor Andrew Cuomo. The deal is reportedly worth $6 million annually, but CNN has no intention of paying Chris Cuomo a penny. If he gets a settlement, there would be uproar, the source said. Another source said that CNN has a standard morality clause in their contract. That says, if the employee does anything of disrepute, they can be immediately fired. Keep in mind, he's been accused of sexual harassment twice. And, of course, covering up and, and harassing his brother's accusers. So, if you ask me, pop your popcorn, man. Watch the blue on blue hate crimes fly. Just enjoy this one. Don't take a side. Don't, don't do any of that. Just pop the popcorn. And watch it all go down. Now, I told you that <laughs> CNN just hires sexual predators, man. I don't know what to... Here's the thing. Don Lemon, also allegedly a sexual predator. He's in the middle of a sexual assault case where he's being sued for sexual assault. Don Lemon 
Jesse Smollett testified. Remember, he took the stand. He testified. And Jesse Smollett testified to receiving text messages from Don Lemon during the investigation. So now people are attacking Don Lemon and going, what are you doing getting involved personally in this case and then not disclosing your personal involvement in this case with anybody on, on your, your network? Actor Jesse Smollett on trial for allegedly orchestrating a hate crime against himself, still maintains his innocence, said under oath Monday that he spoke with CNN anchor Don Lamont early on during the, the Chicago Police Department's investigation into the alleged hate crime attack. The 39-year-old Smollett said in his court testimony that he received a text from Lemon who supposedly informed the Empire Star that the CPD did not believe his attack occurred the way that he described it. So Don Lemon gets some information from the PD. Don Lemon contacts Jesse Smollett, gives Smollett a heads up that the police don't believe what Jesse Smollett has told them. Uh-huh. Following the 2019 incident, Lemon told his viewers that the story was personal because he and Smollett had been acquaintances and communicated frequently since the alleged attack. Lemon also said at the time that Smollett had told him his account of what had happened to him, which the CNN host admitted raised a number of questions. Lemon emphasized that while Smollett is innocent until proven guilty, he still squandered the goodwill of a whole lot of people if his story was fabricated. Aha. So Don Lemon catching a lot of heat here for for doing this. Um, now, and here's here's the thing. I, I'm not I'm not saying that what he did was right or wrong. It's you know, he, he probably crossed an ethical line there, but um, you know they are human beings, right? So people in the media are human beings, and they will, of course, uh, they will have personal relationships with people, and that you know will affect their coverage. It happens to everybody. I've not seen it happen. I have not seen it not happen to any anybody in this business or any media business. It's just it is what it is. Um, and but there's a line. There's an ethical line there. There's being a sympathizing ear. You know, maybe advising here and there. But there's a line that can't be crossed. And when you start injecting yourself into that, that's where you start running into problems. And considering his ratings are terrible anyway, and the clean out that is imminent over at CNN. I wouldn't be surprised if Don Lemon goes down for some of the stuff too. A sexual sexual assault case that he's dealing with. He's got this ethical issue. Wouldn't be surprised at all. Got more coming up.